with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? <laughs> how does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. No, it was. It was nice. Like him and his girlfriend are really nice to me. So uh, you know, I I was that was a nice part of the trip. I don't I don't have anything nefarious to say. You know, other than that I was like, because it was funny. The first night we were there, we went out to dinner at this place, and then I didn't. You know, to me, I was like, just I was gonna pay for my own food. You know, like I didn't. Even, it, I don't know. For me, sometimes it doesn't even occur to me, you know, and, and lately when I've been doing these things, it seems like a lot of people, the default is, well, you're in my hometown, so I'm going to pay for your dinner, you know, and I was like, okay, you yeah. know, and, and, and they were kind of like, yeah, like, you know, this is, this is on us, and they pull out, I shit you not, they pull out the Mart's card, like, it's the business card, <laughs> you know, like, related to, you know, because they incorporated Kaiju no Kami, so it's like they had a little oh. business phone and a little business you know, credit card that they were putting like the business expenses on, you know, so they're like, no, no, we're, we're going to put it, you know, we're going to put it on the card. And I was like, holy shit, it's the really for reals Mart's card, you know? So, <laughs> I was like, yes. It looked like you guys were having fun in that picture you posted. Yeah. Yeah. That was that the picture was like the last night. So it was at this kind of like, I guess I'd call it like a sports bar or something. They had a bunch of TVs on and I think the TV was playing like major league fucking three or I, I couldn't tell what fucking major league it was. It still had Charlie Sheen in it, but it was, it was definitely one of the sequels because <laughs> it didn't have Tom Berenger in it. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what fucking major league this is, but anyway, but that was on the TV and yeah. And th that was kind of more of a, I don't know. It, it seemed like you could get whatever you wanted there, but I think we just got like burgers and fries and onion rings and stuff at that place. But then, the Friday night thing was this restaurant. It was actually pretty nice. Like it was kind of like a high-end Applebee's or something. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like I, I got like fish tacos, but then like there, there were like these desserts you could get at the end. So it was like, I got, I ended up getting this thing like fried donut holes and then they had like these dipping sauces and I didn't use the chocolate one because that kind of looked gross to me, but they had a raspberry dipping sauce, but like by the end of it, like, cause the donut holes were covered in, you know, powdered. So there was like a powdered donut hole or whatever. And like, by the end of it, I was cracking jokes. Cause I was like, I feel like fucking Tony Montana and fucking Scarface over here. Cause I had a, like all this fucking powder, like all over the fucking table. Like I was going to fucking snort it or whatever. <laughs> you know? and I'm like, I, I was like, I swear to God, it's just fucking donut powder. Like don't fucking arrest me. <laughs> Do you want to play with us? Okay. No. Say hello to my little friend! 
but yeah, it was it, that 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 part of the trip was fun. I mean, I don't know Denver. You know, they, people kept asking me how I liked Denver. It was funny. Like within the first like twelve minutes of getting to the hotel, I met some girl who lived in like the Bay Area, and the first thing she wanted to do was go to a dispensary. And like I was like, okay, well I've never been to one. And she's like, can can you walk me there? And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And and I did, and it was just like one of these things where it was just like so fucking I don't know. It, I was just like, oh, is this this is like the main thing they're known for is like legalizing fucking pot and all this other shit. So it's like apparently it's like you go to the store and there's all these fucking I don't know. I, I forget what she wanted, but it was something she couldn't get here. You know, like, even though, like, some places are legal and this and that and the other thing, but it's like, it was some kind of, you know, frappa-chappa, fucking almond, brownie, (laughs) poppy, whatever the, you know, like, some special fucking version of it that nobody else makes. And I I, I wasn't even really paying attention. And then what was funny was that that chick wasn't even in town for, uh, like, she wasn't in town for the con or anything. She was like, uh, she had some business meeting or something. I, I told her, like, I was like, yeah, well, you know, David Tennant's supposed to be there. And she's like, oh, David Tennant. You know, like, she was, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, like, most of those were, were sold out. Because even, like, I think Marks and his girlfriend, they wanted to take a photo with Tennant, too. And that was that was long sold out by the time they tried to sign up for it at the con. You know, like, so... I, I, I assume a lot of those things sold out pretty fast. I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, like, I don't know. I mean, I may change my mind depending on the scenario or something, but I'm pretty fucking over, like, waiting in line to take a quick wham-bam photo with a celebrity or getting some shit signed. Like, I mean, it, it, it's going to have to be pretty fucking epic for me to waste my fucking time doing that like i tried to stay away from that side of the con like as much as i possibly could but you know frank miller they essentially treated like a celebrity so for that like i had to go over to that side of the con but i i really didn't want too much to fucking do with it to be perfectly honest i did go and see i I don't know if you've paid attention to his channel but he's uploaded a, a shit ton of videos that he took there and like one of the ones was the panel i went to that had Amy Jo Johnson and Jason David Frank. So I was like, I got to go see Tommy and Kimberly. I didn't. I tried to watch that one where it was like they were live streaming, but it was all like, oh, okay. The quality was crap and they were like, it was so shaky. And I was like, oh, there's Derek for like 10 seconds. And then that was, yeah, it. I, was they, like, they, nah. I, I think they were experimenting because they hadn't used, I, I forget what it was, but they were doing, they hadn't figured out Facebook Live, so they were doing YouTube Live, and then I think that was the first mm. time they did it. So, like, they, she she kept trying to experiment with it throughout the the weekend, you know, to hopefully get better at it. But, I mean, they were just pretty much walking around with a phone, so, I mean, it, it couldn't have been that high quality or whatever. But most of the interviews they do, they had pretty nice equipment. I mean, it was kind of compact and everything. He He complained a couple times on Facebook that, like, some of the... You know, it seemed like some of the audio ended up being problematic. So, you know, it was kind of like, you know, like when we record stuff and then turns out it wasn't really recording. It's like there were there were things like that where it's like channels Mm. had either static on it or like he was like, you know, son of a bitch. That thing we you know, that interview we did, like the audio cuts out like halfway through because I think like the battery ran out or something like that. So it's like he had video of it, but no 
you know, he didn't have audio <laughs> for the whole time, you know? So it's like stuff like that. You're like, oh, that fucking sucks. But, you know, I don't know. What are you going to, I mean, I, I guess you, you, you kind of have to expect stuff like that to happen. I mean, unless, unless you have so much coverage, do you know what I mean? Like, unless, unless it's you and somebody else taping it at the same time, and then that's your backup, you know what I mean? Like, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what else you could do about something like that. So was this like a bigger venue than Heroes Con last year? I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like the the lines. I managed to get into a lot of the lines way ahead of time. Like the lines that were really long were Kevin Eastman. Tom King had a long line, but I managed to you know get to be like third or fifth in line so it wasn't a huge deal greg capullo's line was really huge that was kind of like the comparable to the alan davis line at heroes con so i mean i i guess i want to <laughs> say they were kind of equivalent like you know the, the only thing i thought was weird was man denver like well i i'm gonna have some things to say about denver but one thing i can say about denver and it's not offensive or anything but they love their crisscrossy fucking lines like, I, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, something about how they do things. But at the cons, all they wanted to do was, you know, it, it couldn't just be a straight line. It couldn't just be, like, I don't know, like like a line where people take one step forward and then, you know, they're, they're the new front of the line or whatever. Like, all the lines were, like, zigzaggy. Like, where it's, like, you went down for, a, you know, a meter and then other people went the other direction for a meter and then back for a meter. So you were like doing the little, you know, snaky thing or whatever. And what cracked me up was when I finally went back to Denver airport, which by the way is the biggest fucking airport. Like it's ridiculous. Like, like Denver airport, like you have to take a fucking train to get out of the fucking airport. Like it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous. There's an East side and a West side to the fucking airport like it's it's <laughs> kind of unreal like i'm just like dude can i just leave this fucking airport no no you gotta go to the east side and take a fucking train from from it, it's like i was like don't get off at c don't get off at b don't get off at a because those are all the terminals and then you have to take it from and of course you know i'm at c terminal so i'm all the way on the other fucking side of the airport and so you have to go from c all the way to the i guess you know the main lobby gate or where baggages and all this other fucking horseshit but my point is denver loves their zigzaggy lines so even when i was going through the tsa bullshit even then like that was a fucking zigzaggy line and i was just like what is it about denver and fucking zigzaggy lines like what it's like who are these people and they're zigzaggy lines you know like i was like why why is everything a fucking zigzaggy line and the other thing too and this is probably offensive to denver people but dude do all the chicks there like are they issued with a fucking arm tattoo the minute they get out of the womb because man like Every, like I, I'm saying, like I, I, I mean, I, I maybe I, I don't want to exaggerate, but I, I, I'm thinking like 80, 90 percent of the the chicks that lived in Denver that were not transplants that were visiting from someplace else, they all had these fucking tattoos on their arms and stuff like that. Even the even just when I was taking a shuttle to to the the hotel or whatever, like I was looking out my window and, and seeing people driving around, and like I was like, oh there's a girl with a tattoo on her arm and oh there's another girl with a tattoo on her arm and then i was you know walking around you know downtown and all this and it's like 
why do all these chicks have tattoos? You know, like they all have tattoos on their arms and stuff like that. So I was just kind of like, whoa. The Denver Broncos are proud to present the Pony Express and its newest member, Pro Football's first male cheerleader, Mort. thing i know about denver is what i saw on Mork and mindy <laughs> so that's my extent of uh knowledge well, everybody everybody kept asking if i was adjusting you know because of the the altitude but like i i gotta be honest mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't really notice it too much like tommy made a bunch of jokes about he, he had his little oxygen thing and then it had a little green cap on it and you know kimberly's like let me use some of your oxygen. He's like, no, no, you can't use this one. This one's green. This one's mine. Like, we got to get you a pink one, you know? And they were making jokes about it and shit. But like, I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. Like, like, I mean, I guess the idea is you're supposed to be at a high altitude. So maybe like your ears get clogged up or, or you mm-hmm. feel like you can't breathe normally or something like that. Like, because it's not, it's not the same, you know, like, like how, if you go up in a plane at a really high altitude, you know, I, well, I don't know, maybe you don't know, but if you go up in a, a high altitude in like a small biplane or whatever, you know, you bring a tank of oxygen with you, you know, like you, you just, just so, you know, when you get up to that high of an altitude, you kind of need to use, you know, kind of standard oxygen so that you're not, you know, it's, it's, the air is really thin, the higher up you go. So I think the idea is, you know, if you're if you're not used to being in Denver, some people, you know, act react adversely to being there just because you're at a higher altitude just normally or whatever. But I don't know. I didn't I, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm obtuse to it or whatever. But like, I I don't know. It didn't didn't seem to affect me too much. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Denver, lots of water and oxygen. Right. Right. Well, do you feel the, the altitude? I, I have, well, yeah, but I, I mean, they have sell these. Last time I was here, I get altitude sickness all the time I'm here, and then I have this cool thing. What's that? Oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Greek. <laughs> it's almost out. It's, oh, no, it's, it's helium. Helium. It's not oxygen. <laughs> I don't know downtown I don't know it's like all downtowns it's like it's kind of dirty and whatever like I don't know it's like it wasn't a you know it wasn't horrible or anything like they had a, a bunch of touristy you know like they basically like every, every night you went out to eat you know I mean they, they had this place that kind of reminds me of the third street promenade in Santa Monica, but they called it the 16th Street Mall. So, like, my hotel was, you know, around 15th Street and, and really close to the convention center and everything. But then also, it's like, you know, basically one block away from this 16th Street Mall. And it's like, the you know, it's 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 kind of like just a bunch of shops and restaurants and bullshit. The only thing is you sort of had to look both ways before you walked around there because they had a bunch of, like, guys in little tuk-tuks, like little, you know, the 
like the bikes and everything and you know or they had these like literally like buses that would drive through this promenade which is not like santa monica boulevard like nobody drives down third street promenade i mean there are cross streets but people don't literally like drive down the promenade whereas this 16th street mall like people literally there are literally buses because i guess people are too fucking lazy to walk up and down it i don't know you know like they're, they're, it's like there there's literally like buses that, that take people to and from there and stuff like that i don't know anything about your big city ways like when you say promenade i'm thinking of like you know promenade on deep space oh like on deep space Nine. well yeah i mean i mean when 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 they say the promenade on deep space nine it's like you know how like parks bar is on the promenade like that that's kind of what they mean like right. there's there's a bunch of shops there's usually like third street kind of has a bunch of like it's all kind of like decorative stony shit and like there are these like little wireframe dinosaurs that they have like you know shrubbery growing on to make them look like a full triceratops and it's really like a water mm. fountain where you know they they spit out water and all this other shit and then like you know up and down the street you know there's movie theaters there's there's you know clothing stores there's you know, I don't know, maybe it's out of business now, but there was like a Borders Books and that's where the puzzle zoo is, where they sell all the fucking toys and all that, you know, shit like that. If you walk down a block in a direction, there would have been a Toys R Us, but since all those Toys R Uses are fucking shit canned, it's probably not a Toys R Us anymore. You know, so anyway, there's there's a bunch of shit up and down the Third Street Promenade. And it's kind of the same thing with the 16th Street Mall. Like, they, you know, they, I, they didn't have any fucking dinosaurs, but they had, you know, like the rocky, the, the, the little kind of decorative you know marble kind of steps and, and all that kind of stuff and then you know you had little islands in the middle where these you know in between where these buses and shuttles i was telling you about or these guys on the bikes you know doing the the vietnamese thing the tuk-tuk or whatever basically where it's like well i guess it's not really a tuk-tuk it's kind of like it's like a tuk-tuk that somebody bicycles you around in so maybe i'm misusing the word because i'm pretty sure a tuk-tuk is just somebody like literally like you know walks you around and you've got a cart with a wheel on it so they you know drive like a couple around and the guy literally like runs you from place to place but like this was like a tuk-tuk with like a bicycle attached to the front of it if that makes any sense mm. so it's like it's like imagine like i don't know like a horse carriage but with a bike in front of it or something you know what i mean like something like that so they had yeah. those you know there like i said there was a movie theater there there were you know, restaurants and shops. Like I, I went to an Italian restaurant for lunch. I went to like a Vietnamese restaurant for lunch one time. And then uh, the first night I got in on Thursday night, I got like a little bento box from one of these kind of, I don't know, you know, not quite Japanese, not quite Chinese. It's like one of these things where they sell all the stupid bobo drinks or whatever the fuck those are. And like, you know, but anyway, they had a bento box. So I, I got like a bento box with some, you know, rice and, you know, chicken and, you know, kind of normal kind of, you know, food type stuff. And then I'm trying to think the the second night when, when we all went out to dinner, it was at this pretty upper end, nice place or whatever. And then, you know, I kind of kept chatting up to the waitress because she seemed kind of cute. And then I was like, all right, well, 
you know, <laughs> she, I was like, well, you, you work here, you know, what's good. Like, which one of these would you get, you know, and that kind of thing. And she said, oh, I like the chicken, you know, best. And I was like, okay, well you work here. So you would know. So I got that and they got a bunch of stuff, but it was funny. Cause, cause I, you know, at that point I was kind of like, well, shit, it's been like, they already paid for my dinner one night. Like I was like, I'll, I'll pay for you guys' dinner. And, and then uh, it's funny, you know, his girlfriend's kind of like, oh no, 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 we should, we should, you know, do it. And then it was funny as Mark's is kind of, well, if he's offering, he's like, he's like, you know, he w- he's like, he wouldn't offer if, if he couldn't afford it and all that stuff. And I said, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Cause it was, it was like one of these things where it was like, it was more of like an upper, you know, it was, it, it, it was something, it was fine dining, like that, that restaurant that we ended up in that second night on Saturday night and stuff. But I, you know, I was fine. It's not like we were drinking like alcohol or anything. It's just, we had a couple meals and some appetizers and stuff and i and at that point i was kind of like well i kind of want some calamari you know i want to get an appetizer you know i want to get like a main course and i was like well i don't want to you know i was like i don't want to not get what i want so i was like i was like well you know let me pay for it and then i won't feel guilty about getting what i want you know so i was like all right so we did that and that was really nice and then i think the last night we we both figured it out it's like okay we'll both take separate checks and then nobody's going to feel guilty about whatever you know by the end of it so <laughs> on that sunday night like that was that was kind of how we went out but yeah i mean all all that stuff was really pretty nice and they they were pretty cool like they kind of you know they kind of did their own thing during the day and and so did i you know cuz i was like waiting in line or taking care of stuff but every once in a while we would kind of either run into each other or touch base and then we got to see that uh, I don't know if you're familiar or not, but they th- there's this Monster Squad documentary going around, like film festivals and stuff like that, that was made by some of the kids who are now, obviously, adults that were in the Monster Squad. I and mean, it's called Wolfman Scott Nards. Oh. It's just something that I've always known. I could always go back to it. It's helped me through some really hard times. That emotional comfort of coming home. That safe net when I didn't feel safe. It takes me back to my childhood every single time. It's like hearing that great rock song when you get your first kiss or something. You always are going to remember it. How many of you had never seen Monster Squad before tonight? You're welcome. The seed for the movie was, I want to do the Little Rascals meet the Universal Monsters. Scaring the hell out of kids seemed like a great idea, and then the laughs played against that. It was a crazy time. Everything happened very fast. This is probably the biggest thing I'm ever going to do. I didn't know that this would be such a formative beginning. When Dracula lifted her up, he hissed at me. I didn't have a lot of work to do because she was actually terrified. On our opening night, we went to all the theaters that it was playing. I will not forget that. It was a huge hit. And by it, I mean the Lost Boys. There was seven or eight people in the theater. And then it disappeared. I never got the sense that this movie was finding a new audience or that its original audience were enjoying it again. The first time I ever saw Monster Squad. I was at a sleepover party with a friend of mine. It was on HBO. Every time we go to the video store, that's what I'd rent. I even had a bootleg DVD. The word got out. Everything we had seen up till then had all been kid stuff, and this was the first taste of something dangerous. These kids are real kids. We were a part of the squad. We went to school with them, and we are them. This movie resonates. They put up the ticket saying Monster Squad Reunion. It sold out real fast. Wait, you know this movie? I did try to start my own Monster Squad. We never actually performed any jobs. 
find lifelong friends because you have this one weird thing in common that nobody else knows about. This is a zine I did. It's called I Had Rudy. Wow. What a really pleasant surprise that this seed that we planted grew into something. It's like shooting a basket in 1987 and then it doesn't go in until 20 years later. So, so that was showing, like, I want to say, I don't know. I think, yeah, that was Saturday. I think so. So we we went to their panel. We saw the film, and then and it, you know it was kind of screened on a Blu-ray and like you know a convention. You know, it wasn't like a theater theater. It was you know the the right. little convention hall or what whatnot. And it was really really good. I mean, I it, you know they, they were kind of fielding questions and stuff like that, and and I think. You know, Martin's girlfriend were kind of keen on talking to them after the panel and everything like that. And they, I think that's the interview. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't remember. He said he lost the audio on one of the interviews with them. And I think there, there was this thing we went to was like the Q and A. So I think all his audio for that is fine, but I think he had like a separate, like, you know, kind of one-on-one -on -one interview with some of them. And I think that's the audio that got a little messed up or whatever, which he was kind of, you know, you could tell he was kind of pissed about that, but they, they, they got to meet them and everything and kind of, you know, you, you kind of, I mean, they're kind of doing a whole grassroots thing with this documentary, it seems like. And, and they're kind of, I, I kind of feel like, cause I, I tweeted at them and I don't know if you noticed or not, but, but I, I tweeted at them and they liked, the the tweet back but i, I mean i kind of said look this documentary was really good and then the other thing was i was like you know with shit like cobra kai getting like you know kind of acclaim and it's like you know or at least you know it seemed like it was popular and people kind of keyed into it you know and everything even though it's like an 80s property and a revived property but it didn't have that kind of i don't know how to explain it but that kind of you know people kind of doing the whole you know <sighs> at like a, a remake or a reboot or whatever like this is kind of you know it, cobra kai is kind of a sequel but it's also kind of its own little thing and it, it has ties to the original but it kind of you know goes off and does its own thing and so you know he, they were talking about how they had some kind of proposed sequel you know on on the laptop you know written somewhere and, and that kind of thing and and so you're kind of like thinking oh okay well you know to me I, that's why i tweeted at them where i was like hey you know like i i think this could have legs because if you've got stuff like cobra kai being popular with people like who's this, i mean you know yeah maybe it won't be a you know multi-million dollar billion earner like feature film or whatever from some you know, studio, but, you know, who's to say they couldn't do like a, a 13, 10 episode, you know, monster squad, you know, 20 years later thing on YouTube red or Netflix or something like that. Like, and I bet you people would be pretty keen on it too. You know? Yeah. I, I had heard about it, but I didn't know it was finished. I mean, it's, it's finished, but I, I don't think it's like, I don't think you can just go anywhere and watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's like mm, officially, okay press the blu-ray or anywhere you can stream it right now like because it sounded like they were going around screening it and also they were i think they were kind of like it seemed like they were shopping it around to like film festivals and things like that first you know to sort of get yeah. like the the buzz and the heat and then you know then so they can get somebody to 
you know, distribute it or so pick it up or something like that. That's what it seemed like at any rate. You know what's weird? Like that's that's a movie that somehow completely missed me when I was a kid. Like I don't think I saw that until I was out of high school already, like maybe a year or two, and I was like, What's this monster squad? My buddy was like, Holy crap, you've never saw this and yeah, that's... Down and watched it and I was like Th- that seems to be the typical because because like like they they in the documentary they do this thing where this college professor has a film studies class and one of the movies he teaches is Monster Squad and it's always like you know it's like oh how many you know how many of you have seen you know or or I, I, basically the idea is like half that class or or, or like ninety percent of the class had never seen that movie before today and it's like okay well that's different they didn't really grow up with it but even even among like people in your age range or my age range, there there's that disconnect where there's the people who saw it and loved it and had seen it from the beginning, which were very few, or e- either they saw it in the theaters, they were the few that saw it in the theaters, or they caught it on like HBO or something like that back in the day. And then that's when it kind of got its following or whatever. But then after that, you know, they kind of go into it where it kind of became like a forgotten movie. So like a, a lot of, you know, because I think if if I recall correctly, like Kelly, that's, that's, you know, Marx's girlfriend or whatever. She's the one that introduced him to the movie. Do you know what I mean? So like you, he had never heard of it or seen of it until somebody else kind of said, hey, have you seen this movie? It's really cool, you know? And if I if I remember right, I was trying to remember because I'm like, I'm fucking old. I can't remember this shit anymore. But I was like, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it, mm-hmm. like, it, during the summer or something. Because what they were saying was they said this came out, like, and then a, a, a few weeks later or a few weeks earlier like lost boys came out and that was like one of the big movies at the time and i know specifically i never saw that in the theater like i know i watched that on video like because it was like i don't know i i just know that that's how i first saw that movie but i'm pretty sure i went and saw monster squad like in the theater and 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 i apparently that's like super rare because apparently like nobody went and saw that movie and it was a fucking you know, super bomb or whatever, like it didn't get any traction. And, and like, so, and that's part of that, that, that documentary. So it's kind of funny that you say that because you're, yeah, I mean, you you are not alone. Like, you know, it's like, there's tons of people that came to it later rather than, you know, kind of like, what's this monster squad thing, you know, type of stuff. So, but yeah, but that was, that was pretty cool. Seeing Tommy and Kimberly do their, do their talk was pretty cool. I'm like, if you do watch that, video on Marx's channel like this this one moment where he he goes into how they did that short about being uh one of the valiant and like i think he was like bloodshot or something like that and they were trying to do like those little valiant like short films and stuff like that and then he was kind of lamenting how he was disappointed well i don't know he didn't say he was disappointed but you could tell it was like one of those things where it's like oh well now they're making a big budget you know bloodshot movie and and vin diesel's supposed to be bloodshot you know so it's like one of those things it's like oh it can't be him you know it's got to be like you know a super mega star being bloodshot or whatever where you're like oh that's too bad and i was like i didn't even know what happened to those shorts so like one of these days i gotta look online and see what the hell those were about because i've never even seen them much less you know 
I, I mean, I kind of heard the rumblings about it, but I, I didn't realize those were already long done or whatever. No, but it's a very big risk as a filmmaker to take Valiant. Who knows Valiant comic books? Raise their hand. Okay, put your hands down. Who collects Valiant comic books? Because he, it was funny. He was like, he's like, how many people are fans of Valiant? And there's like, you know, maybe 12 of us, you know, that are like, you can hear me in the background go, woo, or whatever. And then, and then he's like, he's like, how many people <laughs> actually like collect Valiant? And then like half of that number, like put their hands down and stuff. So it was kind of funny. But he's like, and he's, he's like, that's what it is. It's kind of a risk. So that's why they have to have the big star play the, the lead character or whatever. But yeah, that was, that was one of the things that he talked about. At any time, did he say Ichigwa? He didn't. He did not. I, I, I it's uh, like, but I don't know. I, I should have maybe uh, done the autograph session because then maybe I could have asked him about uh, if, um, if, uh, you know, w- w- what did he say about his character in, uh, in the, the, the Titan Masters or whatever? He's got a lot of. Oh, he has personality. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should have been like, hey, did. I, I should have gotten up and and done the the Q and A thing and been like, so um, does uh does your new character have a lot of personality like the little guy in Titan Masters? <laughs> but um, I don't know. There there were some okay questions. I mean, I don't know that that interview. Those interviews were nice. There, I I don't feel like there was too much information or things they talked about that I didn't know stuff about already if that makes any sense but it was fun to go watch it you know like they they talked about things that that like i kind of it was interesting because some some people like you know like even amy joe johnson was like what what's this what are they what's the shattered grid like what are they talking about you know like what she and and he's like well you know the boom comics you know makes these licensed you know power rangers comics and she's like oh i have they send me those all the time i don't She's like, I never read them though. You know, like she never touched them, but you know, <laughs> but you know, so, but that, that did kind of make me, I know we had talked about, oh, we should like, you know, read some of those or read that, that, uh, you know, Lord Darkon thing or whatever it is, you know, like, cause that, that sounded kind of cool, but you know, I guess another thing to slap, you know, on the list, you know, stuff that we gotta, we gotta look at or whatever, but that's, that, um, that, that, that that's kind of weird though, that she like, gets all this stuff and she's like okay like i just imagine like she gets all this like power rangers or pink ranger stuff like toys and clothes or whatever and she like puts it in a room and just kind of like locks the door and forgets about it right right it's like brad Meltzer's. she's like oh award-winning award-winning novella about uh kimberly the pink ranger it's like yeah i've never read that (laughs) i don't i don't know it I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. She probably like gets a, you know, she gets like a box, uh, a box every day, and she's like, oh, comics, and she like takes the box into the like the Power Rangers room, sits it down, and like locks the door. <laughs> I don't know. I I like to think maybe she like you know gives it to like kids or something like that. Who knows? Oh yeah, that makes more sense. I guess I guess I had like the cynical view. <laughs> yeah, and there's just there's just this this Raiders of the Lost Ark like treasure room with a bunch of. Yeah, Joe Johnson like Pink <laughs> Ranger shit in it that's never been touched, never been opened. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. No, I think she's got to like finance that uh, those those independent films she's doing somehow. You know, maybe she sells a couple Pink Rangers for a couple hundred bucks and you know does that. My lord, the generals are ready. They simply await your command. What's important to me now is my friendship with all of you. I don't ever want that to change. 
It won't, Tommy. You'll always be one of us. And it's time to set things right. We will invade their worlds. We will tear down everything that might protect them. And then, when it's too late, when they're powerless and alone, they will realize the truth. They could have been gods. I mean, I, I pretty much took care of most of the autographs on day one, like on Friday. Like, that's kind of what I did on Friday. And then there were a couple, you know, longer lines that I wanted to stand in on Saturday. And, or, or like some people only came on certain days. So it's like J. Scott Campbell only came on Saturday. And then, and then the other thing I did was I, I got on. Uh, Paul Pelletier's like commission list that day because I think on the Friday by the time I got to him and asked him he's kind of like oh well I'm kind of full for the day but he said come see me tomorrow and I was like oh okay so and then what was cool though the other thing like I said that uh, you know Marks and his girlfriend treated me really nicely and everything they they had their media passes right so they they could get in a little mm -hmm. earlier than everybody else and stuff like that. You know, here I'm exposing myself. But on on that on that Saturday, because they knew I wanted to get in a little, you know, as soon as I could to like sign up on the guy's art list and then get in that line for J. Scott Campbell, so I wouldn't be in it all goddamn day. And so they're like, well, just she, she's like, just take one of our media badges. You can walk in with us. And then, and then you'll get in just, you know, just a tad, just a little, like, what was funny was we pre I pretty much got in like right at 10 AM, but it's like the difference between getting there at 10 AM and then having to, you know, go through all the, the, the extra stuff, the lines, the, the, I mean, you still went through security, but the, the security for the media thing was like, you just walked up a flight of stairs and then they kind of looked you over and went, all right, you're good. And they let you inside. Whereas you know, if you do the public thing, it's like you have to go through this line and go through this line and then, you know, walk down this hall and go up this fucking escalator. And, it, you know, by the time you do all that, it's like, you know, you've killed like 30 minutes, you know, just to get in the front door. Whereas this, it was like, I mean, I was pretty much on the floor by 10 a.m. And I could, you know, run over to Paul Pelletier's table and be like, hey, can I get on the list? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he's like, what? you know, he's like, what? So I, I, I commissioned him for a full figure. And then it was kind of funny because I was like, so so I want Maxima. Like, do you need reference for that? And he's kind of like, he's like, well, he's like, you know, let me, you know, I'll, you know, he's like, I'll look it up online or whatever. But like, but and I was kind of like, well, I'll just put in parentheses, you know, that's like Superman, you know, character or whatever and stuff like that. And then and then when 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 I picked it up from him, like late on Sunday, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, like I kind of I kind of remembered her like once I started looking up the the images and stuff like that. But at the time, just kind of like, oh, I don't know, Maxima, I don't know, you know, so I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> but anyway, that that J. Scott Campbell line was pretty, I mean, I don't know, it wasn't insanely long, but it was like, I, I had to sort of wait there or whatever. The best thing about waiting in that J. Scott Campbell line was it was right next to like all these Star Wars, I, I want to say dioramas, but that's like not really right. It's like, you know, like, li like you know, live action, like mock-ups of like, you know, they had like these little kind of 
settings where like people could take photos like they were at Hoth or they were at Tatooine or you know like different areas but these little kind of setups and then there was this one guy dressed in this really you know nice Darth Vader outfit like and he was this really tall guy so it looked like you know like to all the little kids that were running around it's like oh Darth Vader's really at this convention and shit so like there were all these people stopping to either take photos with them you know there are all these you know little shit assholes dressed like Darth Maul that would take photos with them you know like all this kind of stuff right but I think my favorite bit was when I and I wish I tried to get a photo of it but it happened too fast I couldn't I couldn't you know I, I wasn't fast enough or whatever but the best part was there was this other dude who was dressed in a really, really nice TIE fighter pilot outfit. And so when he walks in and he sees Vader, he just stops and he salutes him. And, like, he just stands there, like, at attention for, for a good minute or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> because it's like, and, and, then, and then I think they ended up, like, taking a bunch of photos together. So, like, by the time I got my phone out, I was like, oh, they're already, you know, doing buddy buddy photos but that was i remember that was a cool moment where the tie fighter pilot saluted vader he dusted batman dusted batman don't shiv you see you finished old man you don't get it son this isn't a mud hole it's an operating table and I'm the surgeon. the new face of the law we are the sons of batman and gotham's criminals are about to enter hell so how did uh, frank miller go like he killed he looked like he was either tired or grumpy in that picture with you yeah well, most people said they thought he looked he, he didn't seem grumpy to me i think that's part of his like I don't know his image, his persona, like he, like he's supposed to be like gritty and hard, you know, like he invented grim and gritty in comics. Yeah. So he needs to, he, he can't be like all smiley and happy, but I mean, he did kind of <laughs> like smile when he met you and, and, and like, you know, kind of, I, I just think like, cause I don't know if you remember, but you remember that article that like where they talked about, I think like Neil Adams was talking about it where they were like, oh man, like, you know, Frank Miller lived a hard life and this and that. And like, when you think about it, you're like, holy shit, like Neil Adams looks like Neil Adams is Frank Miller's uh, uh, a senpai, but his senpai, like, in other words, like, it's like, if your senpai is like Master Splinter, but you're like, you know, I don't know, like Usagi Yojimbo or Raphael or something, but you look like freaking you know what's like popeye's fucking grandpappy's name i can't even remember now but if you look like that dude but you're younger than splinter you know what i mean like like it's like one of those things where you're <laughs> like man you lived a fucking hard life because you were and not like a hard like he had a you know a tough life but i mean like he just he just you know drank and did coke or whatever whatever the deal was like you could tell he's 
he's he's kind of I don't know. He he just seems kind of like you know spent, you know, if for lack of a better term, you know. So it's like, and he seemed happy to see people, and it was nice and everything, and all that kind of stuff. But it just seemed like you know he kind of, you know, I I don't know how. It's funny because he was only there for that one day on Sunday, and I was thinking to myself, I don't think he could have, because I mean we were there waiting like to be let back into the green room area and then i think that's when i emailed you that we saw like skeet ulrich or whatever i was like dude oh yeah yeah, yeah. came back to look for his phone man (laughs) and i was like because because we were in their green room and like the you know that's usually where all the like actors and celebrities and shit you know hang their hats and chill out or whatever in between like waiting for you know, I don't know, photo sets or, or you know, getting, being at their tables or whatever and signing shit and stuff. But anyway, they cleared out this one green room area. So that's where we were all in. And so like the first part of it was us just kind of, you know, sitting down with them and chatting for a few seconds and getting all our stuff signed. And he, he kind of lit up when I brought him that, the, the wizard jam piece, you know, the one that I kept telling you guys about where I was trying to get like all the different artists to sign it. And so he's like, Oh man, like he's like, I, I remember this. And he's like, man, that's that's a long time ago. And and he was even I, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or whoever it was, but this this lady he was with, you know, at the con or whatever, he was just kinda like, Oh yeah, look at this. Like and, and she's like, Did did you draw that? And he's kinda like, We all we all drew it. Like we all drew it. You know, like like cause <laughs> he was kinda getting into it and stuff. And he's like he's like, Oh well so which one of these guys do you have already? And I was kinda like, Well I got, you know, Mike McDola and I got Art Adams and I got, you know, Dave Gibbons and stuff like that. And I you know, I said I said I'd never thought I'd get your signature, but you know, you here you are signing it and stuff like that. And he's like he's like, I don't know if John does conventions anymore, you know, and I was like, Well actually Actually, supposedly he's going to be at one with with William Shatner that I'm going to go to. So I'm going to try to get it there. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not sure about, you know, Paul Chadwick either, because that was the other one that I don't have signed, you know, but I was like, you know, but still, I'm I'm going to try for it and see what happens. But I mean, I pretty much have most of the, you know, I've got Jeff Darrow and stuff like that. So now I'm, I'm, I'm way closer than I was before. So, but yeah, he, he seemed to kind of get a kick out of the fact that that was one of the things I brought for him to sign. But then I did kind of make jokes with Martz and Kelly, like after I got it all done, I was like, okay, finally I'm done. And and so I was showing them cause I had him sign. I had him sign the Holy terror. I had him sign 300. I had him sign my kitchen sink limited edition, like man without fear, leather bound, you know, daredevil hardcover. And then he signed that complete Frank Miller leather bound Batman one. But I, I was kind of showing them, I said, oh yeah, these are, these are, I paid, yeah, I was like, these are expensive scribbles, because, you know, he kind of just kind of you know, does his little FM scribble or whatever it is that's his, like, signature, so it was like one of those things where I, I you know, I, uh, I can, uh, you know, poke fun at myself or whatever, but I was like, yeah, these are some, some really expensive scribbles. But, um, so I was like, I was like, oh, nobody get the scribbles wet. Like I paid a lot of money for these scribbles. Cause I think it, what was funny was when we left that day, it, it actually started, you know, cause Denver weather is kind of, I don't know, like schizophrenic, like f- more flightier than, than I've seen in Northern California where it's like, it'll be really sunny one minute and really hot. And then by the time you get into the, 
city then all of a sudden it rains for a little bit and then it stops and then you know so it just kind of goes all over the place and i remember there were like videos that that he had posted before where it's like one minute it was like sunny out and then marx would like turn the camera to his his balcony in his apartment and then the next minute it was like raining fucking hail for like five minutes you know so it's like it seems like shit like that just changes it random or whatever by the time i left it, it was actually raining but then then you know i was cracking jokes about it's like oh I'm, I'm glad i have i'm glad i have this 500 denver comic-con bag that i paid for you know to carry all this stuff you know so that it doesn't get wet or whatever but yeah but yeah it, it's funny they gave you a a denver comic-con bag and then there was this i guess you know quote-unquote original frank miller art print you know from like the i don't know like you know, Dark Knight or whatever in inside the bag. But then I guess that, you know, most people didn't get that signed because that counted towards your five items that you were getting signed. So I, I'm pretty sure, like, pretty much nobody got that signed. Like, because everybody had brought, like, certain things. Like, people brought, like, so some people brought stuff like I, I did, like, collected books and things like that. I don't know that too many people brought posters like I did. But there, there, mostly it was, like, all these guys doing their slabbing CGC books and shit where they had, like, you know, mm. Frank, you know, Wolverine number one or, you know, the, the issue of, what is it, like, 191 where Elektra dies and, like, they had, you know, copies of, like, you know, the, the original, you know, Dark Knight, you know, one through four, year one, you know, type stuff, you know, th things like that. This one guy, though, I don't know, I guess he was trying to decide. I don't know what he ended up doing, but I, it kind of gave me a flashback. Because you remember, I, I don't know if you do or not, but in the uh, Marvel Star Wars, in the Empire Strikes Back issues, like in one of them, there's like a pinup that Frank Miller did of, you know, Luke and Vader fighting in the carbon chamber or whatever. And so that's a pretty cool picture. So I don't know if he ended up getting him to sign that or not, but that was like one of the things that I saw somebody had with them where I was like, oh, that's kind of... I wouldn't have thought to, to bring that, but that's that's kind of a cool little piece. I guess there were tons of people like cosplaying, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like fucking Dante from, or, or Randall from Clerks, like, this con would be great if it wasn't for the fucking cosplayers. Like, I know, I know <laughs> Martz was like, I know Martz was like into, because he, he was like, he's happy with interviewing people and everything. Like, mm -hmm. okay, can I, can I just go Dennis Leary for a minute? Like, all right, so I'm on my way because basically like i i have to like sunday i i wanted to show up early so i showed up early without the media badge thing like i just showed up with my own badge got in line for kevin eastman had to do the zigzaggy fucking line all morning and then i finally got that then i checked in with paul pelletier it was just like hey how's the commission going when should i pick it up like that kind of thing oh i'm gonna be at the frank miller thing later like okay great well i'll try to catch up with you you know and, and figure that out 
you know, towards the end of the day, but no rush. I'm going to be here all fucking day. So, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, it'll be ready, you know, later in the day. I'm all, okay, awesome. So I take care of all that. By then I'm like, okay, it's about noon. So I'm like, great. I need to go back to my hotel so I can, you know, check in to my flight for the next day. So I do that. I grab lunch, like everything's kind of leisurely and stuff. But when I had checked with the guys that were running the whole, you know, meet and greet with Frank Miller, they said, well, they said, probably what you should do is come back around 245, even though the thing was supposedly scheduled at like, I don't know, four or something. So I was kind of confused, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll just do what they say. So I come back around two you know, to give myself plenty of time, because I know the con floor is, even on Sunday, it was still packed with people, there's just a sea of fucking people, and so, I, I come down the regular entrance, and I, and I know where the celebrity area is, so what you have to do is, if you, if you were doing a straight line, you go through the entrance, you make a quick right, and you sort of head straight, and then, once you get to, like, towards the tail end of that tiny kind of row with all these people going back and forth in it then you kind of come out the other end of it and then basically there's a whole larger area with you know all these celebrity lines and bullshit like that and there's a bunch of free open space but it's like you have to sort of make your way through the con floor so it's already kind of packed and everything and you know you're 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 you know, mostly like you're always going to be violating somebody's personal space because there's so many people. But okay, like I, I don't have too much problem with cosplayers, so I'm maybe I'm exaggerating it, but it's like okay, these you know they talk about cosplay is not consent. Well, you know what? I didn't give anybody consent to poke me in the fucking eyes with these fucking gigantic wing things or whatever the fuck it is right so there's this chick i don't know what the fuck she's dressed up as some fucking anime thing or whatever the fuck but she's got these huge fucking like hard plastic fucking wings and it's like people have to literally like think of it this way you're in a sea of people that like there's no room to go anywhere like you can barely walk around a person and i'm like trying to stay as far away from this chick as possible because she's got these big pointy fucking wings and i'm like i know she's gonna fucking hit me at some point like i kept putting up the frank miller books in front of my eyes because i was like at some point this thing's gonna like poke my fucking eye out because i'm so fucking close to it and all this other stuff and i'm trying to find an opening and try to like duck and weave and maybe get the fuck away from this stupid fucking bitch who's so unconscious like i get it like you wanna you wanna dress in your fucking costume you wanna walk around and all this stuff that's fucking great but you know if you have fucking wings on like i mean you know like Maybe don't go down the fucking aisle that has a shit ton of fucking people, maybe? I don't know. Like, or, or, or I don't know, like, maybe have a spotter or some shit? I don't know, man, but just something where it's like, I was like, those fucking wings are fucking dangerous. And so I'm sitting there going like, all right, I'm going to bump into this chick somehow. Like, I just know it. And I'm trying to stay away, and then I'm like, all right, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can just beeline and 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 sort of go around and and i thought i found my opening but it's like even then 
the fucking wing caught my fucking the 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 back of my jacket or some stupid shit and i i barely like if it hadn't caught my jacket i would have just been like and it would have been right through and ahead of her and i wouldn't have to have feared the fucking needle pokey wing eyes or whatever was going on there but it's like it just grabbed onto me and you feel like an asshole because it's like okay now you sort of maybe have potentially like fucked up their costume or something i don't think anything happened to it but it was just like okay it kind of grabbed onto my thing and i was just kind of pissed off at that point and just you know wanted to get through it or whatever but it's like i don't know man it's like some some of that stuff i'm just kind of like you know or it's like the guys with like the huge giant fucking staffs or mallets and stuff like that and it's like you know i don't know anytime i think something could potentially hurt somebody else i'm just kind of like well can you i don't know have a little fucking self-awareness that what you're wearing is not exactly conducive to a crowded area like you know but anyway that that part of it kind of like i was like you know that if i was going to complain about anything like that's that's the only thing i would have complained about because it's like i don't know sometimes i think people I, I mean, you know, it's like the same thing as like these chicks that have these dresses where the dresses like, you know, roll on the floor and shit. And then they get shocked when like somebody fucking, I don't know, steps on the dress trail or like, and I didn't step on any dress trails, but I'm saying I saw people step on people's dress trails, you know, like, so it's like, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you're like, are are you really that shocked? Like that somebody got caught on your long ass fucking wings. that are two feet fucking behind you that are super fucking pointy. <laughs> Like, I mean, come on, like, that's never fucking happened, like, in, you know, like, you've never, like, I'm like, you gotta be fucking shitting me, like, like, you know, it's like, you gotta be kidding me, like, and it's like, what, I have to fucking, like, walk like a fucking turtle and stay behind her the whole fucking time, too, like, come on, like, I just get the fuck away from me, like, I just wanna go to the other side and fucking get in the Frank Miller line, that's all I wanna fucking do, so, but, anyway. But that's, that's my, you know, I was like, you know, fucking cosplayers, like, Jesus Christ, like, and you know, there were plenty of nice ones too, I'm sure, because they were there, and they're, like, I, I met a guy from, that, that's friends with Martz, and he was a, I guess he runs the Colorado Rangers Facebook page, and so he was there dressed in, you know, a, a Sentai outfit, basically, or, or, you know, to him, a Power Rangers outfit, so, and I'm pretty sure it was the, the, I don't know. I may be fucking this up, but there's a yellow Meiji Ranger, right? Yeah. I think that's what he was dressed up as. So anyway, so I, and, and towards the tail end of the con, like I met him and, and we talked a little bit about, is it really claustrophobic in those Sentai masks? Like, do you get used to it and all this other stuff? And, you know, I, I joined the Facebook page and they're like, oh, it's cool, even though you're not from Colorado and all this other shit, you know, or whatever. But, you know, anyway. So I guess what I'm saying is there's there's nice people that, that cosplay and, and dress up as stuff. And he didn't have a fucking set of Goldar wings that was ready to poke my fucking <laughs> eyes out either. You know, he just had a nice yeah. little costume. And, and he he had like a, what I was calling a, a quote unquote spotter. Like he had a dude that was like his buddy, like his spotter buddy that, that ran around with him and had a bottle of water and you you know what I mean? Like, like, like that, that took into account like, oh, geez, I might not be able to see everything with this helmet on, you know, geez, I might get fucking dehydrated, you know, and, 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 and hurt myself or hurt other people. So he took that into account and he's got like, you know, a spotter buddy. And if that, 
fucking bitch with the goddamn fucking wings had a spotter. They weren't fucking doing their job, were they? Because they were just, do 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 let's look at shit and fucking poke out little kids' eyes and stuff. Fucking goddamn it. Anyway. Welcome, I'm the Kaijin Okami here at Denver Comic Con 2018. I'm here with comic book writer, artist, Peter Tomasi. Are you enjoying yourself? Very much so. Denver's a great show. Is this your first time in Denver in general, or have you been here before? Uh, first time at the show, actually, and first time in Denver proper also. How are you enjoying it then? Have you gotten to go see any good sites? Uh, unfortunately, no, not too much. Uh, heavy schedules, so I've only been able to wander around very, very little, unfortunately. But, uh, but the people have been great, so it's been, it's been worth it. Great show. Well, it gives you a reason to come back as well. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen any good cosplays that really stuck out to you this weekend? Goddamn cosplay. Shit. Yeah, Mart's, Mart's interviewed a bunch of people. Like he, I mean, some of the people I don't know that well, but he interviewed Peter Tomasi. So he, and he was there at the con, like signing books and stuff. I saw that and I was like, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll try and watch that later in the course. I forgot, but. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I should, you know, I it's, watch it's, it. it's, 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 you know, short but sweet. It's a four or five minute interview and stuff. So he, you know, he kind of talks to him about stuff. I guess. He, he said something about there's some project that he's working on for DC that he can't talk about right at that minute. But then, you know, he's kind of promoting hmm. the new Super Sons title and, you know, talked about, I guess he, he wrote this one book about the, you, you might dig it. It's about the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge. So I guess it goes into all oh, the I've heard of that. Yeah. historical stuff. So he talked about that. He, yeah, he talked about, you know, a, a few other things, but. I mean, it was kind of a short but sweet interview and stuff, but it was like one of those things where, you know, I think it was funny because I think at, I think on Saturday is when he asked him about interviewing and he's kind of like, yeah, sure, I can do an interview. And he's like, well, I don't have the equipment with me right now. And he's kind of like, well, that's your first <laughs> failure, you know, like whatever. It's like you, you got a yes, but you don't have the equipment. You know, so, but I, I think he ended up interviewing him later that Sunday. So I mean, it, it worked out, but I thought that was kind of funny. Because that, that first day, I just got as many autographs as I could. Like, Christopher Priest was there, so I had him sign the, the Triumph poster, you know, the promo poster. And so, so it was Oh, yeah, was awesome. he apologizing for that or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome, because he, he was like, he, on the, when he signed it, you know, he wrote, like, my apologies and stuff. Like, and it, <laughs> he was funny, because he was, he was telling me the story about, he's like, so, so we tried to go around, collect as many copies of that miniseries as we could to get rid of it, you know? <laughs> I don't know, so that cracked me up. But, uh, I, I thought it was funny. I, I, you know, it's like that and the, the Greg Capullo, like, Spawn throne. Like, I, I love those things, but not because they're good. Like, I love those things because it's like, oh, dude, it's it's all the homeless bums made on the, the, the Spawn throne. Like, that's that's freaking genius. Like, because like, I, I, was, I was, like, in awe of it, you know? So I kind of am in awe of Triumph in the same way. Like, dude, you're, you got Triumph. Like, I have to have a, a signed Triumph thing because Triumph got super hosed of all the the guys like that always cracked me up and he's like dude will all you had to do was ask i just wanted to be a member of the jla <laughs> yeah so that was cool and speaking of christopher priest and then and then dennis cohen was there too so i got him to sign the, the question promo poster but they they did a panel with a, another 
African-American artist named Ken Lashley. And they were talking about, it was like the 25th anniversary of Milestone. And I was kind of a little late to the panel, but I, I eventually, because I, I went and saw the the Tommy and Kimberly thing. And then I sort of, they, they kind of overlapped, you know? So it was like, it was like I came like maybe 10 or 15 minutes late to the, to the milestone thing, but I kind of snuck into that afterwards. And so they, they were talking about, you know, milestone and a bunch of other stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like mostly that first day I didn't go to many panels. I was just getting a bunch of stuff signed by people. So like, yeah, I did, I did see Peter Tomasi, Tom King and Mitch Jarrods were together. And I kind of told them again, how much I liked Mr. Miracle and how great I thought it was. And then, you know, Mitch Gerards had already signed that poster at WonderCon, and then Tom King mm-hmm. signed it. You know, what was funny about Tom King was, like, a lot of people kept bringing him that... Remember the Elmer Fudd versus Batman book that came oh, out when yeah, they were doing yeah. the Looney Tunes thing? So you know how it's, like, it's got, like, Elmer Fudd, but then it's got, like, a a, a shadow of, like, the, the bat with the ears or whatever? Yeah, and, I... I saw some of those on Twitter where he he'll do some kind of weird doodle on it. Cause yeah, he he make like these shitty ass Batman faces and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and so like what was funny was what cracked me up is then like I think like Lee Weeks, who was like the artist on it, like got one of those as well. And then he drew this really badass version of Batman with silver like ink on the black to like sort of sh- you know show him up or whatever. <laughs> because <laughs> he saw like tom king doing all these like shitty versions of it or whatever and then and then my favorite was this dude brings a poster it's the jim lee cover to action comics 1000 and he was one of the guys in line in front of me and so like and he's like oh dude this is cool like who who else signed this dude like and so he's got like all these different signatures i think it was like dan jurgens and you know all these guys right and so they come to the signature and they're like oh who's this and it's like right on the fucking crotch of superman on that jim lee image and he's like oh that was bendis and he's like oh that was bendis and he's like so then tom king like goes like even lower on the crotch and signs like right below that and he's like yeah that's right bendis <laughs> or whatever it was like kind of funny <laughs> Like, he's like, I'll sign it like even lower on the crotch. Did uh, did you run into Archie at all? No, you know, no, I don't even think I. Yeah, I don't even think I like because I tried to stay away from that area, like for mm-hmm. the most part. Like I, I kind of feel like I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I kind of feel like Skeet Ulrich was the only dude I really sort of saw, if that makes any sense, because I I stayed away from that area, like. I remember even some of the uh, hotel staff were like, oh, was Aquaman over there? Because, you know, like Momoa was there and a bunch Mm -hmm. of other people were there. But I don't I don't remember like really seeing too many of those people. Paris Collins was really cool, like when because he 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 signed my Blue Beetle poster and he did a little sketch on the back of it. And then that that's that photo of like me and him with the he he was like, oh. He, because uh, because I had the Transformers jacket on, and he's kind of like that makes you look like a Russian gym coach or whatever. So he's like, you got to arm wrestle me, and I'm like, okay, like let's arm wrestle, like let's do it, you know, mm. whatever. So I was like, you know, but I think he 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 thought I was uh, teaching the what, what was that chick's name? I can't even remember now from the '80s. Oh well, I can't remember uh, Olympic athletes from the '80s, but I was like, you know, I guess he thought I was like Mikhail Brzezhnikov or some shit or whatever. But uh, 
Anyway. Maybe he thought you were Bratva? Yeah, yeah. It's Bratva. Yeah, I was, I was giving him the Bratva arm wrestle and shit, right? Like, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, I think the first signature I got was from Adam Kubert because I had him sign hmm. that X-Men poster book thing, and then the he did the inks on that Ron Lim 2099 promo poster, so I had him sign those. Oh, you, you were talking about those postcards that were kind of nice. I guess the only thing that wasn't so nice about them was that, you know, there were all those old, you know, classic DC, like Silver Age covers and everything. So Joe Giello was there because, you know, he was he was doing signings and stuff like that, too. And I had him sign all the cards and stuff. And they were even complimenting the cards. They're like, oh, that's really nice. That Like, except for the Green Lantern one, I think they kind of that, that, that I think that that showcase issue. I think the the rest of those kind of smeared up a bit, but I don't know. It might have been my fault because maybe I put them in the in the plastic too soon or something. I I don't mean this to like in any kind of bad way, but um, I I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Like like he's like one of the last guy. I mean, it was like him and Alan Bellman. Like like they mm-hmm. they were both. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I wanted to go over to Alan Billman's table and stuff, but, I mean, man, it looked like if somebody sneezed on him, he would just crumple up and roll away. Like, I mean, he, he just mm-hmm. looked like... And then, and then like, the other thing, too, was at least Joe Giello, like, he had, like, his buddy there that was, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you... You know, whatever you call him, his handler, his his, you know, family friend or what, you know, his manager, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like... You know, he had like a spokes guy that was like, okay, this is what we're charging. This is what it costs for a signature. This is what it costs for like a little print. This is what it costs for this. And, you know, this is, you know, these are the times when he's signing and blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, kind of handled some of the business aspect of it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe Alan Bellman had one of those guys and I just didn't see them whenever I rolled past his table. But it looked like he was just there by himself and like he just looked so kind of. I don't know. He looked kind of frail, like where I was just like, I don't know. It just, it just looked kind of like all like they, it was almost like he kind of had to like hawk his own wares. And I was like, dude, the guy's like fucking 99 years old and he's got to like hawk his own fucking shit. Like this is ridiculous. Like Somebody should be there like, you know, I don't know, pimping his table or whatever instead of him having to do the hustle, you know, like, I'm like, dude, the guy's yeah. like practically going to fall over. Why does he got to, why does he got to hustle his fucking art table? Like, this is kind of stupid, but anyway, like that was, that was kind of, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you say, you say not to be rude, even the guy that was there, cause they, you could tell they were from the East coast and the guy was just like, yeah. And you know, he's the only one left, you know, like that was basically what he's like, it's like none of these other guys can sign these postcards because all them other guys is dead. You know, like that was kind of what the, the gist of what, you know, <laughs> what was being told to me, you know, and I was just kind of like, I, I just was like, Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And, you know, I got to shake his hand and everything. And he was, he was really nice. And he was like, Oh, this is, this is great. Like, I like these cards. Like, these are awesome. Like he, he was. And then, and then we talked about that for a few minutes. Cause I explained how it was like some kind of postcard set and you know how i saw on ebay you know a lot of people try to sell like individual postcards for like an inflated price and i just went on amazon and found them you know the whole set because i just figured well fuck it i'll just buy the whole set and i i didn't buy the set with the intent of having joe giella sign them but at the but when i knew he was going to be there i was like oh hey i bet you there's some 
famous covers in there that he's inked. And sure enough, you know, there were like four of them. So I brought all four and he signed them. And, you know, I mean, it was like, it was pretty nice. Trekker Talk. A fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of Trekker Comics by creator, writer, and artist Ron Randall. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. We'll be discussing the stories, characters, and art in this excellent retro sci-fi adventure series, as well as having side conversations about other areas of fandom. We hope you'll join us as we travel from the dangerous back streets of New Gallif to the depths of outer space and everywhere in between. Trekker Talk is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at trekkertalk.com. Because uh, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, you know, big Trekker fans, because they have their Trekker Talk podcast. I was like, oh, like I can't not say hello to Ron Randall, you know. So I was like, when I when I when I went up to say hi to Ron Randall, I said, I was like, I am con- contractually obligated to say hello to you. <laughs> I will be in trouble if I don't, you know. So so I I you know, but yeah, I had him sign like the the Conqueror of the Barren Earth promo poster and then i bought a copy of uh the new trekker collection and everything and then and then his um his wife took a photo of us together and everything i mean i don't know it, it would be nice to take photos of everything but it's like i kind of had to play it by ear where it was like if it was a you know appropriate time and there were people that you know would take the photo and and that kind of thing so it's like i didn't really take photos with like you know, Tom King or Kevin Eastman or anything like that. Cause it was like, they were really long lines. And I, at the time it wasn't like I had any, there, there weren't any like friends or, or wives or, you know, I don't know, some third party that was like, I don't mind taking a photo, you know, like that kind of thing. It was like, there's just a bunch of angry assholes in line behind you. So you're like, Oh, I don't want to give that guy my phone. Alright guys, well, if you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you uh, have some angry, angry emails, because we, we spent all episode bashing goddamn cosplay, you can send us angry emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We are on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. You can find the archives of all of our backlog of episodes. This is, of course, our proper Fanholes podcast show. If you've enjoyed listening to the proper show, we hope you consider checking out all the various spinoff shows. We always have weekly content on the blog spot. We've got Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays, Mobile Suit Mondays. We've got Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them? And we've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. And we have Justice, not entirely like Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. So if you like the proper show, we hope you consider checking out all those other shows. 
and we can be found on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those cool social media sites. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, and of course, we are on iTunes, so we appreciate all the feedback, likes, and reviews, and shares, and retweets, and hearts, and all that good stuff. So, until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. Goddamn cosplay. Signing off. And this is Justin. If you notice, but um, we got to um, over 400 followers on Twitter. Oh, cool! That's that's all you, dude. Yeah, it it was kind of cool how it happened because um, there's this guy, uh, what's his handle? Dollar Bin Reviews, and he just like he has like a YouTube channel, and he he like does like a random book and. You know, puts it on like a little pedestal and goes page by page and kind of talks about it and stuff. And uh, I got to talking to him, and then he he would do one of those like mass tweets and include me in it whenever yeah. he would do a new video. <clears throat> and then there were like somehow that spawned this conversation, and it lasted like three days. And like, I mean, the notification thing when I logged in one night said like 99 plus and I was like holy Ugh. cow like I've never ever <laughs> seen that before and the like we like I don't know like 10 new people just from inter- interacting with him because like I was talking yeah. to pe- these people and we were talking about like the old Marvel like uh, swimsuit comics and oh, like, yeah, yeah, that, One Punch I, Man I and just that. like yeah I, I mean, I was still, I'm still kind of an old man, so I, at first I didn't get it because I was like, what? And I, I didn't see the whole conversation at first, so I was like, what the fuck's going on? Why are people talking about <laughs> Psylocke's boobies? Like, what, what is this? You know, like, but I, I sort of, the, the more I scrolled back, the more I figured it out. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was trying to do stuff where I was like on, on HSCOF and fan holes. I was trying to be like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Flag people that I met and you know thank them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I I know that that one guy uh, Andre from the the Monster Squad thing like he he ended up liking one of the tweets I I shared whatever. So I think some of those guys are following us for for now at any rate. So yeah.